We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. Jack Dreams. He's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague, and after a month-long hiatus, we're back. Sprague, how you doing, we're buddy? We're back. I'm doing great. We still don't have a trade, so we're back with more talk of something that hasn't happened yet. Dun-dun-dun-dun! <laughs> we took a dun, whole dun, month dun, off. Dun. Whole month off and didn't have to worry about it. Why? Because I told you it wasn't going to happen while we were gone. Yeah, no, you said September. I give you a lot of credit for that. I was hoping that it would be done by the end of August, but, uh, uh, you know, that hasn't happened. And you and I have been on multiple podcasts and we've been aggregated. And we've, we've know, appeared told. on multiple sh- more shows than we've done here. I guess somebody tweeted, was like, how come I can see you guys or listen to you guys on other stuff, but not yours? It's just timing. Like, mm-hmm. we do radio shows five days a week. We've been busy. Summer's kind of vacation time on off. It's just been schedule-wise, it just hasn't worked. And also, as we mentioned in the beginning, uh, guess what? We're back and nothing has happened. So no. Where are we, here we go. I, had a, uh, I had a pretty good suspicion that things were not going to change. Uh, Tyler Harrell wasn't going to turn into Larry Bird in a month, at which point, you know. Um, I, did, I did locked on with Richmond and got aggregated like a mother over there. Uh, yeah. Just so, Heat fans, if you're listening, I'm not timestamping this shit for you. You, you, you can sort, sort through the entire podcast. I'm not nice like Mike. Um. <laughs> we got Drew starred. Yeah, I, I, I am not timestamping this for you. You can, you can sift through. I don't care. Um, but the... I said something about Tyler Harrow to... Um, I might have actually been on the radio. They might have aggregated me there. But I said, if Tyler Harrow like improves his creation and gets a little bit more efficient, then like maybe they, you know somebody some other team is interested in or something like that. And, and then there was this cacophony of noise from Miami, just it was just like, oh, you think he can't create shots now? He's not efficient now. Let me go ahead and clear the air on this. No, the guy that is the single worst isolation scorer on volume in the entire NBA and one of the absolute worst pick and roll players on volume in the entire NBA. No, no, he's not a good creator. Aggregated. I don't care. He's terrible at it. Quite literally the worst volume isolation guy in the league. And if you're talking about creation 
and you're talking about being the engine of a team sprig real quick. What are yeah. the two things that you have to be able to do to be that guy? Shot creator, baby. Playmaker, baby. Let's mm. go. Is it in isolation and in pick and roll, the two highest volume things in the entire NBA? Mm-hmm. Oh, right, 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 right. I just wanted to get that out there. It's, that, that, one, that one just sat on me because I was like, oh, so y- y'all are that dumb. Y'all are th- well, I mean, Danny, first of all, I think we've all had – You've had far more than I during this whole experience. I only went with one person. I went at one person from Miami, and I don't even know if it was really a woman, if it was a bot, if it was a teenager acting like a woman that's a Heat fan. I don't know. But about the third exchange, I I looked at this and I went, oh, these aren't like real people. You know what I mean? Like, you know the dad from Succession where he meets him at the club? You're unserious people. I love you, but you are not serious people. Yeah. yeah. And I just, I, I see this all the time. And I love Blazer fan, but I just want to be like, stop, stop engaging. It is a pointless exercise. Oh, I just started blocking them just so they weren't even in the replies anymore. I'm just sure. like, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm Look, done. I got recently, I've had a tweet uh, discovered basically because I shouted it out on the radio and I've had some people randomly go and like and retweet it. And it's the greatest tweet I've ever had in my life. And it will Mm. never be beat. It was 2009. I have it. I said, Steph Curry is going to be the best player in this draft. Not even a question. (laughs) And boom, Steph Curry became Steph Curry. I also, though, and I tell you that because to tell you, maybe the worst tweet I have that's Mm. still up there, by the way, during one of the bubble games in the playoffs, I tweeted, did Miami find white Devin Booker? About Tyler Hero when he cooked. No. 100%. I was in the moment. I was watching oh. him cook, and he was good, and he was a rookie. And I'm like, oh, they found themselves a little shooting That's guard. That's up there with my Jason Tatum's going to play in China tweet. Uh, I, well, I also said Clay Thompson was going to suck because he scored mm. nine points against Oregon State. But I, my Duke, know, my Duke bi- my, I should say my anti-Duke bias was very much showing with Jason Tatum. And that's okay. But I'm my point is, like, we all have bad moments, I think – at this point, what do we know? We know Miami and Portland haven't had serious conversation in a long time, if at all. And and uh, for it's, what it's for what it's worth, I have been told that that has not changed. And there's been no change of reported offers. So, like, what? Where does that leave us? It leaves us right here doing a pod talking about: Is Dame going to be at media day? Is Miami just going to try to wait to the deadline or next summer? Mm. Or what, how does Portland approach this with Dame getting older as time goes on and the contract getting priced here? So. I think there's a lot of areas we can talk about and also by the way you're doing a youth movement you've got young players coming back and or coming in i should say and so that's an exciting thing yeah we've uh we aren't going to sit here and, and belabor the dame point up down left right and center we i got a bunch of questions from you guys on friday uh we were going to do this yesterday wife and i got doing the one thing into another into another looked down i was like oh it's 7 30 and i'm just walking in the door um, this isn't going to happen tonight. Uh, I knew we were going to do it tonight, but I was literally, I walked in the, in the door from the golf course. Yeah. So, um, I, I, I hopped into the Crocs and out of the, out of the, the, the Jordan one low golf shoes. I, I, I should tell you, I became a basic bitch. I got the Jordan one low golf shoes. Hey, I got the Jordan one low golf shoes too. What, what, what do you mean it's, basic bitch? It, it's basic. Everyone and their mom has a pair. I think I saw seven pair at the driving range getting ready. I was like, Oh, God. that's okay. Everyone they has them. Hey, do they're you great. say that about regular Jordans? Everybody has those too. Yes, they're basic. It's okay. I'm just saying. 
I hopped on that train. Speaking of hopping on trains, we have a lot of questions. All not right. about trains. Let's get to um, it. It's hilarious. I said we're not going to talk about Dame, but I, I, I want to address this question from Hodgepodge from Amar Greenberg. There's no chance things get fixed with Dame and make a trade to get better, sooner, and she overachieve this season. Is there? Because I refuse to give up hope, baby. Give up all hope, O ye that are lost. <laughs> Death, doom, and despair lurk around every corner. <laughs> He's not coming back. Now, yeah. it might we might be back for a little while, but he's not back back. No. Look, I don't think it, it is entirely 100% impossible to put Pandora back in that box, as crazy as it has been. But if you're talking about him being Dame, being here and them figuring stuff out like trading Shea or Scoot to get better immediately. Mm -mm. That's not happening. Yeah. I, that, I, there's a 0% chance of that. Yeah, but I'll, I'll say, I'll piggyback on the thing. Like, this is the league, man. Like, nothing is 100% certain. Until something can, yeah, something can flip on its head. 100%. You never know. That being said, like, I have been not surprised, but I've, I've faced more of this in my personal life than I thought I would have. Hey, you know, what if they do him and him and then they do this and that? And that's like, Portland in a nutshell, man. That's well, that's what the that creativity, is. Creativity, but yeah, it just doesn't seem very likely. I think a guy like that goes public with a trade demand and it's pretty obvious what he wants at the end of the day. And again, I, I, I not to you know beat this horse to death, but I think Dame wants to be here, but he wants to be here under his pretenses of like winning now. And, yeah. and I get why he wants to ask out or why he asked out. Yes. No, I have no qualms with it. It's just, it's just, it is what it is. Uh, Mr. Olius, Joel, just Joel, how bad is the season looking as things stand? If we caveat this with Dame gone, very bad. They're going to be the one of the two worst teams in the league. Scoot, Ant, Tease, Jeremy, Nurk are your starters. Sans Dame. Even if you get Duncan Robinson and Jovic. Mm -hmm. They're both coming off the bench. With shade, yeah. Like, <laughs> if they get Kyle Lowry in the deal, they're going to buy him out. Like, Can we can we pause real quick, though, and be honest and say, hmm. if they start 6-2, and two, the city's going to lose their mind about how they could make the playoffs and maybe be a 5 seed too. Oh, God. We're going to do this again with a, with a worse team? People like to have fun in this city, and that's fun, man. Like, the belief is it's always fair. going to be appealing. I, I I, do think there's context to this, though. Like, are they are they going to be good record-wise? I certainly don't believe they will. I I think at this point, it, it kind of benefits them not to be amazing record-wise. I know you want to win, and you don't want to have a losing culture, but with the amount of youth and stuff they're playing, it's hard to see success. But what I would add, though, Danny, is while the record might not be great, you can definitely have some positive, good things happen. Oh, 100%. The way to crap. Yeah, you no, know what I mean? Look, ha having Shea have a 38-point night where he looks incredible. Yeah. Great. Having Scoot have like a 18-10 and 10 night, even though they lose. Like you, That's the thing about young teams. When you put winning aside as not the priority, like it's more about development, building a culture, establishing habits, all those things, mm -hmm. because that, that gets to winning. You right. can't just talent your way to winning in the NBA. I mean, you can if it's otherworldly talent, but if it's young talent, it's literally never been done. It's never yeah. been done, and it will never be done because 
the NBA with only having five guys per team on the floor at any given time limits that. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just the nature of that beast. But does that mean you can't have fun during the season, enjoying moments? No. I am already running through every machination of like Jabari Walker figuring out a consistent three-point shot and being like a 36% three-point shooter, being a viable 10-year player in the NBA. That matters, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Ibu Baji, the first time he gets called up from the G League and getting on the floor and like, he'll be lost as hell, but I'll enjoy it. Yeah. Ryan Rupert getting on the floor and going, man, is he like more athletic Nick Batum? Like doing stuff and just like, there's plenty of things to get excited about besides Scoot Shaden, Scoot Shaden, Scoot Shaden. Ant is going to put up bonkers numbers. Ant is going to be the first, second, and third options offensively. Okay, he'll be the first and second option. Jeremy will be third. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. It, it's going to be nuts, but like, there's going to be nights where, man, they're just going to get their teeth kicked in. And that's going to be tough. It is. Yeah. No, you're not even putting the, like, injuries happen. Some games end up getting missed mm-hmm. by certain guys. And if those are veteran players, like, then it's going to look a lot like the end of the last couple years are with those, with the, with the young players going. Yeah, except for 82 games. <laughs> I was given the benefit to like 30 games to some of the vets here, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't expect a whole lot. Uh, Evan M at Evan M PDX who plays more total minutes this upcoming season for the Blazers, Dame or Nurk? I think this is actually pretty easy. Nurk. Yeah. Nurk. Yeah. yeah. I, I say a month Nurk's ago, center, huh? I don't think that's changing. Yeah. I don't think it's changing right now. I think the Blazers are very much open to the idea of it. But I sure. don't think you can move around enough right now. Like the only big that I see potentially being like a starting big being available is Aiden. And I don't know if Phoenix is looking at Nurk and probably Ant as being like the package that they want right now after getting mm-hmm. Beal. And is that the package Portland is interested in doing? Ow. But outside of that, like I think the other big that you could starting caliber big that you could like see yourself going forward with as a team is Jared mm-hmm. Allen. And I don't think the Cavs are in a world where they want to be that disruptive without getting something more impactful back at a wing position. Beyond that, off the top of my head, I think the Celtics would be open to moving Time Lord, but I don't think the Blazers are open to being that small at the center spot without having a bunch of other super big wings and his injury history. I was going to say the injury history plays a factor there for yeah. me too. Like if he was seven foot tall, like you'd maybe take a, a, a little bit, you'd take yeah. a risk on that, but he's six, eight, yeah. six, nine. So as great as he is, though, I think uh, to add to that too, like the, the one maybe positive here is that this is risk taking time. Like this is where if so-and-so becomes available and you kind of are interested, you think you can maybe turn it around or get his career going. And that deal presents itself. Like oh, you take is- a look at any, basically any any, any starting yeah. caliber big that's twenty five or younger. You you take a hard look. You at take it. a swing. You take yeah. a swing. You at take it. a hard yeah. look at for sure. Yeah. Uh, the eight and one obviously gets a little more interesting because the money, but mm-hmm. I think it's definitely something you at least have to consider. Uh, Mark Coker at one. Mark Coker has a bunch of questions. Will Joe be able to make any more big moves this preseason? I will caveat this with the big move being Dame. Nothing else will be done before that outside of signing guys to non-guaranteed or partially guaranteed deals. They have two roster spots open right now. They're at 13. They need to get to one more uh, to get minimum. I 
maybe they get to 15. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but they do have a ton of guys in the camp, not only for them, but also they have to fill out the G League roster. Uh, we should be getting the G League schedule dumb soon, like in the next couple of days. So we'll have a uh, understanding of where that's at. Uh, 20, what, 24 home games for the Remix? So mm-hmm. uh, that'll be cool. Um, is winning the priority anytime soon, or is getting more lottery picks to build a team the path Jody and Joe have chosen? This over Dame due to his age, even though he's irreplaceable talent once in a lifetime. I don't think the winning is going to be the priority for two years. Looking at the landscape. One, they're not going to be capable of winning this year. It's not possible. And I don't know about two years is a long time, man, in Portland especially. We, yeah. we have, You and I have talked about this so many times. This city is not ready for this. I mean, the two years they've been like when they did it the first time for the Shaden draft, you kind of knew like they had reached that point, and it was understandable. I think, and most of our listeners got it. The next year, it was like, okay, we we've got this, and then had the great start, and then it got there again, and it was like, what? And it's it's just not an easy city and market to be bad for a long time. I think the past will say. Eventually, fans will still support you, but they're not going to as many things. They're not actively participating that way. And so I think that's the tough part is how long is this going to take? Uh, you'd imagine it does take a minute here given how young they are. But, yeah, it's not ideal, I think, in the city to do it for very long. Yeah, I I, I look at things in the where they stand right now. They're, number one, they're not going to be good enough this year. That's just they, – they're, no. not, they're not even competitive. The second part of this is, look, man, Cooper flags on a draft in two years. <laughs> I don't want them to be good. <laughs> oh, be- You're all in on Cooper Flag. I, buddy, there isn't a scout that I know that isn't looking at him like, oh, he's he's him. White KG, baby. <laughs> look, man, if there was ever a guy that was going to succeed in Portland, white KG <laughs> is the one. Utah Portland fighting for the uh, buddy. That is a Portland white. If there was, yeah. if there ever was one, a guy named Cooper Flag from Maine <laughs> is going to crush it in Portland. Did he live in Portland, Maine, by the way, because that would be no. Hilarious. Unfortunately, no, because the oh, jokes would have wrote themselves. But, oh, that would have been great. But I mean, I mean, this guy's a this guy's a zinfidel. I mean, just yeah. I mean, he is. It just white him up, just yeah. as much as possible. Um, and I, I joke about that, but like, he's, he's a dude, he's mm-hmm. learning how to shoot at like a higher level. That's the worst part of his game. And he's already good at it. Yeah. Like he's a defensive monster. His handle for a guy, his size is terrifying. He plays with a ferocity that you just don't see kids. Like he is hundred percent got that dog in him. He wants to dunk on every single kid, how he finishes. And he wants to block every shot and grab every rebound. He has got a motor in him. And he plays with a lot of that same fire you see from some of those better players, man. Like, he knows he's good, and he's going to scream and let you know about it. But that's – he reclassified, right? So that's in two drafts. Yes, not this this draft and the draft after, yes. Yeah, okay. Um, That feels like a long time away too right now. it, it It feels both a long time away and it's really not that far away at all. Like right, I know. It's going to be here before we know it. Tyler Trout at, at 
Trout Tyler. Oz Jovich has a better career than Myers. Heat fans talking about Jovich's FIBA performance was remind how much Blazers fan talked about Myers' 13-13 game against the Grizz. I know people like to bash Myers, but I mean I, Myers has been in the league for ten years. So he had what did he have two seasons off after the, the incident and now he's he a season, so he signed it's a season plus, yeah. Okay, so yeah, because he was at Portland for a minute, and then he went Miami mm-hmm. for two right? years, and then, and then he and caught then Milwaukee, Milwaukee there at the end. Yeah. Uh, man, I'm a, I'm gonna lean and say Jovich. I think Jovich eventually figures it out and stays in the league about the same time, and maybe becomes a productive role guy. Is what I would say. I lean Jovich. I That's think a hard question to answer. It, you got it, you have seen a him. sample and yeah. you don't have any sample. I think you split the difference between Myers and Dario Saric. Okay. Perfectly fine player. But sure. I have yet to see him. Listen, kid, kid can shoot the ball. He's got great size. But yep. I haven't seen him work as a creator. I haven't really seen him be all that effective as a defender. It's not his creation ability with the ball is still pretty limited. Like he's He's raw. He's got some talent. Don't get me wrong. Like yeah. he's, he's he's fluid and, and mobile for his size, but I don't look at him and be like, yeah, no, that's that's the one, right? You know what I mean? But right, we'll see. Uh, from Big Hoff, can we get a starting caliber player from a Heat trade, both teams of with multiple teams of alls, or is bench players and a bunch of draft picks our only option? The only way you're getting a starting caliber player that would start on this team is if you took Tyler Harrell and started Ant and Tyler. <laughs> that's that's it. Can you see a scenario where they'd want to do that? Where they'd want to try that? No. And then let Scoot Shaden kind of run the second unit with whatever comes back from Miami and whatever they have back on the roster. $50 million backcourt where both guys are the same player and one of them's just better? <laughs> I don't No, Not really. How dare you. But, I mean, Jovic might turn into a rotation player. I, it's hard for me to see him being a starter in the league. Like, I don't think his, so, I don't think he profiles as that guy. I mean, he could. But, I mean, you could say Kyle Lowry could be a starter because he was. He wasn't with the Heat. But Duncan, like, do you want to start Duncan Robinson? I don't. No. No. That's just, I mean, you're, you're starting Tease. Now you're just going to say, mm, defense optional for everyone. I guess my my thing is like I don't think they should take the current deal that people have floated at all. Um, but I'm also like, at what point is Miami just gonna keep waiting this out? Season starts. When's another team gonna step in at all and say, you know what? We've kicked around this idea and it's risky because he hasn't named us, but because I I just keep coming back to this. If they go into next summer with him still here, which yeah, I don't think they will, no. but in the hypothetical realm, sure. Miami has to unlock something to make this interesting. Now, is that just another pick and you move Hero to a different team? Maybe that's it's that simple for them. I, I don't know, but for I'm what it's like worth a, on the on the Hero to another team for a pick, sure. I have not heard anything better than a lottery protected pick. Sure. I, I haven't yeah. The tea leaves don't are they're not ringing about it, but no. 
I'm just, I do wonder, like, for the benefit of Portland side, because this is a Blazer podcast, mm. I just keep wondering if Miami's going to stick it out and just wait. Is another team just going to say, you know what? Fine. Like, you don't want to be aggressive. Here's our package. And maybe it's, again, I not, think that's what Joe is hoping for, to be honest. Not going to knock everybody off their socks, but it's going to be something slightly better than what Miami's offering and goes, okay, Dame, you can go contend with that team. Like you originally said, by the way, with Chris Haynes. That it wasn't one team with multiple all stars. That you you just wanted a better shot. That was the first messaging, mm-hmm. and then it changed suddenly to just Miami. Here you go. We have to take this deal. It's better than what the Heat are offering. Yeah, I I, I think that's what the Blazers are hoping for. But as things stand as things stand right now, I don't I don't know if the best Heat offer is enough. I don't believe the best heat offer is good enough for Portland to accept it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Dame wants to play anywhere genuinely but Miami. Sure. So, movable force, unstoppable force, which one relents first? Or, not even relents first, is there a place where they can both meet? That's ultimately where I think if there's if something hap- if something changes, that's it. That's it. I mean, there are some good teams in this league that if they had a dame with their current rosters Boston. would be pretty good. Boston would be in uh, Boston would be an immediate title favorite. They would be the number one. They they would surpass Denver with Dame. There's not a question just, in mind. Dame, Jalen, and Tatum. I, yeah, I don't like the Boston deal though. I don't think Oh Boston's no, Portland's return is ass. That's no. what I'm saying. Yeah, is like, no. I think Brogdon, that's Brogdon Time Lord and a one some yeah, this, scraps. That's, yeah, no. That's almost that's worse than Miami's. Team. It is. I just have no interest in it. No. So I, I know I'm interrupting. I'll go back to the question just no, real quick because we didn't talk. I am wondering though, and I think this is where some Blazer fans might be kind of at mentally with this because it's been such a long time. Is there has to be a point where this starts to hurt Portland though? And I'm not saying take the crap deal. I'm just saying like you get to the deadline and don't move it because nobody's stepping forth, and Miami's like, nah, I'm just gonna keep waiting. Well, now you go and you got 34-year-old Damian Lillard. And I don't even know what the playing situation is going to be with him with these young guys and not wanting to hurt him versus, like, he wants to play. And there's just a lot of questions I have with some of the stuff. I find it a fascinating thing to follow, though, for sure. Speaking of fascinating things, you were on with uh, Hiken on the Rose Garden Report the other day, and you guys talked about a question that we got in here. Uh, Keenan Montgomery at K Montgomery 878 asked, Sean Brand talks about Portland need to find out this year if Chauncey is good or not. What are some things we can look for to decide this? Two tank jobs and a 20-ish win season on the horizon. I'm not sure what to look for. It's tough. And this is why I've always said, like, you get the right players on the floor, stuff typically tends to work out. There's very few yeah. times where you go, oh, it was just the coach, and they win a title. Like I, right. I love when people go, well, Steve Kerr, and I'm like, Oh, you mean they drafted a generational defender and David Lee got hurt and he was forced to play Draymond Green? That part? Because Draymond wasn't playing before that. Mm-hmm. It was Draymond being on the floor out of necessity and then unlocking that stuff. Right. Pop, yeah, he's a generational coach. One of the best coaches, if not the best coach of all time. Was he winning titles without Hall of Famers? No. No. Nope. They, they were most. one of the worst teams in the league. Yeah, so... It's going to be hard to evaluate. The thing that I think you need to look at is that, and this is where I will cut Chauncey some slack. 
I, I'm, I have plenty of criticisms, but I will cut him some slack in this. This has been this, up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, inconsistent. He starts under the shit show of Neil. That season falls apart. Dame's abdomen is sideways. That team wants to kill each other. Nobody liked each other because Neil went out of his way to overpromise eight different guys an expanded role, and there's only mm-hmm. one ball to go around, and you sure as shit weren't taking from Dame or CJ. You had guys at the end of their contracts. Like, it just, you could just see the daggers being shot across the, the floor, night in, night out. Yeah, you could. It was bad. The yeah. vibes were not good. No. Neil gets fired. Chauncey's sitting there like, I have to play. Four. Remember the remember the uh, well, we have no size anyway, so I'm just going to play four guards. Remember yeah. that line? Like the that tells you all you need to know right then in that first year. Like the roster didn't make any sense. Okay, so the roster. And I'm not making these excuses for Chauncey. I'm just going through the history of this. Okay, you basically throw that year out the second Dame has surgery. You're just done. Okay, you get into the next year, and I think they had an idea of like. This team's not not going to be as good. They don't, and, and this is where I, I I have been critical of Joe. They don't go get another big. They spend the money on GP. Mm-hmm. Okay, they come out of the gate hot, but now you pick up a couple injuries. One the Dame, one the Nurk, and you start just kind of these little nagging injuries, and then they don't have depth. Their defense or their offense disappears. Then their defense disappears. They literally never had a time in the calendar where both were top, like, 18 units. Which isn't asking much. So you get down that path, and it's a shit show, and you tank again. So what what do you want from him? Because I'll tell you this, I liked what he's done with the young guys as far as bringing them along. But beyond that, mm-hmm. But if you're going forward, yeah, does it make sense for him? The, the young guys respect him. They look up to him. They respond to him. If there's no development happening after this year, like if it's like it's it's clear that culture stuff is because this is when you've got to form it right. If that's not happening and there's inconsistencies in that stuff, and this the only people who are going to know this are the players and, and people behind the scenes. If that's not there, the more fundamental development stuff that we can see isn't there. There's inconsistency in game management. Those are the things I think you can look for. But I think the biggest things for them are coming from the biggest uh, things to watch are more internally than anything else about this team mm-hmm. going forward. Because he is not going to coach this team to wins. That nobody's gonna Hoosiers this shit. Get that out of your head. Like that's that's not a that's not a possibility. I don't know. What 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 are the things that you're looking for now that there's at least for the most part clear direction? I I think this is it's kind of like an underrated frustrating thing for me is because like I I you know people have asked what do I think of Chauncey and it's I I just I hate fence sitting on stuff but like. There's really not uh, he sucks or he's really good. You can mm-hmm. argue all you want, one side or the other. Your evidence is very limited, I think, for both arguments, right? For the exact reason you just listed. I don't expect this team to be very good. I don't expect the roster to be the most amazing. It's a youth movement, right, mixed with a couple veterans. 
that's a hard thing to win with in this league, especially in a loaded conference like mm-hmm. the West. To me, Danny, it's I gotta just pick a few young players and watch the progress, mm-hmm. right? Is it? And this is kind of the tough part with coaching too. Like it's a players' league, but it is, and it's not all Chauncey. It's it, you, you've got the assistant coaches and who they work it, with and how yeah. they develop. It's well, yeah. and also like, and this is where the organization identifying right culture guys is, right? It's like, what kind of player is it? Is it a is he a dog? Is he working night and day every second he can, or is he playing video games most of his day? Like, or what's he doing in his off time? How is he working? Like, they just they may trade one of the hardest workers they've ever had in their franchise's history. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, what is Shaden's numbers going to be this year? Mm-hmm. What's the standard? What's the expectation? What's the role? Uh, how do you balance Scoot with Ant if you're not moving Anthony Simons? How, by the way, do you get to the point where you're 40 games in and the center who usually gets disgruntled for some reason gets disgruntled again? And he's, how does he handle you, that? You mean he's not he's not gonna be he's not gonna be gruntled all season? No, I don't think he'll be gruntled. I think he'll be disgruntled. They're gonna be terrible and he's not gonna score a lot of points. So like I, I, I think those those are the little things because I have nothing yeah. else to point to to conclude. And I, I did tell Sean this uh on the pod, like can you imagine going after years? We're going to go to year four, and we're all still going to be going, I, I don't know. And it's a five-year deal. That's mm-hmm. that's unheard of a lot of times in the NBA. Even in Philly, when they trusted the process with uh, uh, Brett Brown, it was like, you knew that team wasn't good. But eventually, Philly fans were like, get him out of here. We're still not good. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how much of this is his fault. No, Brett Brown's record got destroyed for the sanctity of the 76ers. Yes. And it's irredeemable. Yes. Yes. Like, he may not get another head coaching job because his record is so bad. I don't think he will. He's not at this point. Hey, man. Check Scash. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, you they you did. hit on something there that uh, Keenan also asked about. Any insight on Sharp's development this summer? Summer League was pretty disappointing. has made many fans nervous. What kind of things would, would what kind of things would make this year a success? Who's been working out in Portland already? Um, I will tell you guys, everyone but Jeremy, I believe, is in town. And have been for a little while. Over the last two weeks, basically, everyone's come to town. So, um, and Jeremy's got a newborn, so congratulations to Jeremy. I'm sure he's doing, I'm sure he's doing dad stuff. Um, the ladies are supportive and a little sad. Yes, of course. (laughs) Um, but Sharp's development is is like one of the most interesting things to me this entire year. Me too. I, I, Danny, I've been on the month period that we've been off Mm -hmm. when I'm not consuming my brain and thoughts with anything football related. I just keep coming back to what do I personally think his number, what am I looking for from a numbers standpoint, right? Like I know what I'm looking forward to with attitude and kind of like, I I don't know his way of approaching games, but what are those numbers? What are the numbers I'm concluding in my head to say, I feel great about the way this is going because those are expectations that are real for him this season. And I, Mm. I just wonder if we're going to be at a pretty universal place from a fan media standpoint, if we're all going to have different opinions of how good, great average, whatever he's going to be this year. It's, it's a, it's one of the more interesting things outside of the Dame trade stuff. It, the thing about Shaden is, and I've got a thing that I've been working on that I'm going to put out as we get closer to the season I have dove into kind of structurally how he his rookie year went and some signs that were there. If you're super high on Shaden, 
smaller Jalen Brown is, to me, kind of how I see him going. Not defensively, I'm purely speaking offensively. Okay. Where the handle is a little limited, because mm-hmm. that's Shea's handle is not great. He has these moments of like, oh, okay, but his ability to attack and to put up points, you're just, I'll put it this way: Have you ever seen Jalen Brown drop like a fifty spot? Uh, I just watched him in the big three. I think he scored 50 points in that game. Okay. But the, like when I'm talking about like the, no, I know. No, you you know what I mean? This isn't Devin Booker. This isn't Dame. This isn't Kevin Durant. He's not a pure blooded score. No, he's not. That's not, he's a very good score, but he's streaky. He can be very streaky. And I think Shea is going to be a guy that his window is a lot tighter. He's never going to give you 50. Maybe every now and then he gets you 42. Like, we're talking like the best version of him. And I'm I'm not trying to cap him. Jalen Brown's a fantastic player. But I look at him as being a guy who most nights is 18 to 27. Just steady Eddie in that vein. Mm -hmm. But I see room for him to grow in more areas. Like, I think he, if he really digs in, he could be very good defensively. I, I think that's a, that's definitely an aspect I want to watch this year. That athleticism, man, when you have that kind of athleticism, there's not really a reason that you can't be at least an average league defender. And I, I honestly think that's part of the growth too, right? That's, hey, I, I'm going into another season as a pro. Scoot, you're a dog, but you're a rookie. We got Ann alongside me. Like, mm-hmm. kind of take that upon yourself and set a tone a little bit, right? Like, that's a pretty impactful way I think to be a leader for this team this year, even though they're not gonna be very good. It's like the approach to that side of the ball. How serious do you take it? And if you're just laying everything because you want to go get a dunk or a shot, like, you know, what are your teammates probably going to do? Oh, high end rookie, just letting him go right by for a layup, not, you know, cherry picking or trying to let him go by and swipe him and it didn't work. Like he could set a tone a mm-hmm. little bit if he could be like an average league defender. And that's the thing I'm really watching for him. Well, we'll as we get closer to the season, we'll do our individual uh, previews for you know what our expectations are for guys as we get closer into camp. Um, but I do have high hopes for Shaden, and he's going to be their sixth man this year. For everybody's out there who's like, Shaden's going to start, I'm just telling you right now, Shaden is not starting. As things stand right now, unless Dame and Ant both get traded, Shaden Sharp is not starting. Hmm. Just stop sending me those emails. <laughs> just, I'm just telling you. It's just not, okay. we're not going down that road. Um, a lot of questions about Nurk still being on the roster or being tied to Dame. I think those two situations are entirely separable. I, I, I think the Blazers are very much open to the idea of improving the center spot, but that's tough to do. They're not just going to dump Nurk just to dump Nurk. He's a vet who knows how to play, and he will be Scoot's best friend because he screens people's souls. Like that's a that's a real thing. Like he's one of the probably the five best screeners in the league. I I have no qualms about saying that. If you want to bring evidence otherwise, go ahead. Nurk crushes people all night long, and he does it willingly. Nurk almost never slouches on screens. He cheaps out on finishing. He cheaps out on hustling. He does not cheap out on screens. It's the one thing I like. He just sits there and crushes people all night long. 
And that will allow Scoot a lot more freedom and a lot more time, even those milliseconds, to make decisions. And that will be incredibly useful for him. What's what's your read? I just I ask you this as we get that question. What's your read on their their I wouldn't say willingness, but their ability to not move him because it feels like it's been loud now for two off seasons and last off season, it felt like, okay, this is it. He's back. And yeah. it felt like this year, he definitely at Dame's gone. He, he had like these subtle drops. He sold his house. Oh, he's selling his house or he sold his house. Like, Oh, he's back. Like yeah, that I house just, has been for sale for months. I love that. No, I, I know. I'm just I like, I'm just saying like, it feels like every year the tea leaves are, Hey, this yeah. is kind of it for him. And then he's back. So I'm curious what you make of, of their, uh, their effort or, or how close or whatever it was to them moving him. Yeah. I got a comment in here. Eubank sent better screens than Nurk calling him top five is wild. I would suggest you go watch the tape. That's, that's all I'll tell you. Talking about things like that. I, I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb and say you're a big Oregon state fan because saying stuff like that just doesn't make any sense. Yo, yo, let's not I, attack our beaver. Brother. Look, man, look, uh, look, man, great weekend for your beeves. Go beeves. Oh my God. We're going to win the national <laughs> But look, Drew is not, not as good a screener as Nurk. That's mm. just, it's just that simple. Like you, you, you can see it with the eye test and the analytics. So back it up. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple of people ask, like, well, what can Miami put in a deal? What can Miami put in a deal? Nothing. Nothing short of a better player. That's, there's a lot of versions of this. Um, but I will say this. I think right now, I thought, I, I think I've said December is when I, I would expect Dane to be traded. I think it does go into the season. There's a world that exists that it happens before camp or as camp starts. Yeah. But I just, <sighs> you think it's going to go into the season. I mean, that's okay. I, I, I do. It, who I, cares I, about protecting being wrong or right here. If you think it's going into December. It's not even that. It's like, I'm just, I'm, there's, there's so many different levels of like where I'm getting information from, from, sure. from every side and everybody has their own, thing they want out there oh there's always an agenda in the league there, there is and you always have to like and i'm not even talking about just like the public stuff it's like having discussions with all sides it's like okay that's what you believe and then i get one from the other side and that's what you believe then i get one from another side okay that's what you believe and trying to and i don't think it like it's like we're not talking about state secrets but it's it's a weird spot yeah it's a weird spot which you're, that i'm trying to navigate as far as that i think the tea leaves best say that december Miami? I still think Miami's the favorite. I do. And I think the way that changes is if, again, you get Tyler Hero looking a little bit better and another team goes, okay, I'm a little more interested in that. And no longer is the, the draft pick lottery protected. Or now you're getting a real young guy that matters and, and, and another three-way deal. That's, that's the path I keep kind of ending up is that the calculus changes on that end. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, eh, I don't know. What, what, what's, your, what's your general sense? I mean, my general sense has already been wrong, so like, I don't think I have a good N chance. Now, what's your general sense now? I mean, 
I, I just have to believe, man, if you gave truth, sir, I'm like, everybody would say, yeah, we'd like this to be done before media day. I mean, the media day, I don't think Dame is going to be James Harden, but like media day is going to be real weird if he shows up and we're doing this, I don't know, this weird, like, well, I'm here, you know, and it's, I, I, I love basketball and the team's like, yeah, we love having him. He's a great mentor. He's a good veteran. Like, it's just going to be a really weird situation. That's why I keep sticking with the whole, can we, can we? Try on both sides. Please, can we make this deal happen? But I get it. It might not. My read has always kind of been Miami. I'm I'm not one. For what you point out about Hero, I am also in the belief of it's not like he wouldn't work for other teams. Like the guy has no. skill sets. No, that he's other a teams good. He's a good player. He's an entirely. He's, he's an entirely good player. It's just it's takes just, zero sense in Portland. It's the it, worst it, team you could send him to. And I think that's kind of been the uh, – I think that's been from the Miami side of this, and specifically, like, I think about the loudest ones. It's like Levitard show, right? Mm. Love that show. But, but they, like, sell us as if we – the team is in a position of needing a Tyler Hero without looking and seeing, oh, oh they have a, a young wing that's just starting his career here. They still have Ant. They just drafted Scoot. Like – there's just not – it doesn't rotationally make any sense. Telling Portland to be the one to figure it out and just yeah, give like us Dame. Yeah, like take the deal and then like yeah. you trade him. It's like, you you figure it out, you give us Dame. It's we're like, the ones with the asset that yeah. you covet to make you the true t- – like they're not yes. winning a title with that team, no. Sans Dame. They're barely, they, they, a, they're barely a playoff team as they sit right now. Like, and I know they just made the finals, so it's like they get the last time. I go, really? Yeah. But like, yeah, you were four minutes away from losing to Chicago in this in the second play-in game. Yes. Giannis misses two games. You're, I don't know if you're winning that series of Giannis plays because then I eventually he guards Jimmy. Boston, it just didn't work for them this year. Okay, you then you got waxed in the finals. Like yeah. nobody thought you were realistically going to beat the Denver Nuggets. Dream season, cool. The odds are you're not doing that again without Dame. So like, and I and I love Jimmy and Bam. I, I, two of my I favorite play, players in the entire league. I do too, and I would love to watch Dame with those guys. I think it'd be amazing. Uh, but I, I think Tyler can add value if they start the season and he plays. And as you say, maybe get a team interested. But if it's not Miami, man, I, I keep coming back to this. I'm fascinated. Like, does Philly do something with Harden? Is there like a three-team trade looming with a team that we don't talk about yet? And like, oh, so-and-so. Have acquired Dame in a three-team trade involving James Harden. It's like, holy crap, you know? Like, this league can shock you sometimes. So That part I'm not going to disagree with you on. It, it can turn on its head because uh, Donovan Mitchell was headed to the Knicks. Like, that was going to be a done deal. Mm-hmm. And then the Knicks pissed around and tried to like, well, we don't want to give you this. And Cleveland stepped in and said, you know what, we'll try. Screw it. They had put in an offer and... Ainge kind of went, mm. and then the Knicks came in. They were working that out, and again, the Knicks wouldn't put everything into the pot that they needed to go into the pot for him. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland said, "Hey, we're still here. By the way, yeah. what if we toss in another pick?" And voila, deal. Mm-hmm. They were they. Donovan Mitchell was a Nick. It was, it was the worst kept secret in the NBA. Just like this summer, James Harden was a rocket until Ime Udoka got the job. Ime got the job. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not coming here dealing with that shit. 
I'll take Dylan Brooks is crazy. Dylan Brooks, yeah. He's like, I'll try. I'll take. His crazy ass plays. Like I can rein him in. Yeah, he's not gonna put on a fat suit. And even if he does, he's not paid enough to like cripple my entire franchise. That's true. You can get out of that pretty quickly. Like, don't get me wrong. They overpaid Dylan Brooks, but like, there's levels to the crazy that you're working with. So, that part of it. But you can change on a dime. I don't yeah. disagree whatsoever. I, gonna... I also can I add one more thing real quick. Yeah. It's a very and I may we said this already on the pod. I just I'm also a believer in Dame loving ball. Ball's life for him. And I understand he's dead set on Miami. He very well could go to Miami. I'd wish him the best in Miami. I don't put it past Joe taking the best deal and it not involving Miami. And he gets to that place and goes, oh, you know what? We're winning. And guess what? He's got three more years on that contract. And he might be like, yo, we kind of came close this year. We could be a sleeper team. He psychologically... He operates on a high-end tier level of NBA players and the way that they view themselves and the impact they can have on a team. And if he starts winning, I think eventually market and city be damned, he's going to keep doing what it takes to win where he's at. Wherever the game is at, he will believe he can win. Absolutely. I will say that's the thing. Joe can rest on his laurels with that, right? Like this whole, like Quick had that question in the survey of Mm -hmm. should Portland – give him what he wants or take the best deal. And like everybody, of course, it's a blazer fan is going to vote best deal. And like seven people vote, give Dame what he wants, but Joe can rest and sleep easy. If he doesn't deal Dame to Miami, but instead deals him to a better deal because he knows, he knows Dame better than anybody. Dame's going to go somewhere. Dame's going to play. Dame's going to probably succeed. And Dame's going to go, you know what? This actually ain't that bad. We can win here. I can do this. And he's in a different mindset. If Dame was dealt to somewhere other than Miami, he's going to be irritated. Of that, I'm nearly 99.98% chance that he is not happy. And then what if they win seven in a row? But he, I will say this. <laughs> the second basketball starts and yes. he's winning, Yeah, I think that hap- that unhappiness turns into happiness. Yes. Knowing how, him how I know him, and how much he loves the game, and how much he wants to win. I'm not saying that it would ultimately be something that he that like puts Portland and, and Dame on good terms. Like it, it could be a rocky relationship for a couple of years if he goes somewhere else other than Miami. But also, that wouldn't be the first time that that had happened. Mm-hmm. Not between Dame and Portland. I'm just talking about in stars in general, guys who've been there somewhere for a very long time. Sure. But I also... Trust that Joe and, and and Jody are not sending Dame to basketball Siberia. Like everybody keeps talking about Minnesota. I would be stunned if Joe sent Dame to Minnesota. Stunned. Flabbergasted, shocked. I run out your list of adjectives. I that is the literal worst run franchise in the NBA throughout NBA history. And I believe they just, with their last win of the regular season, crossed over 40% winning all time for their franchise. Like you're talking about a franchise that has won under 40% of their games up until the final game or two of this season. Oh, Danny, I'm not sure we can count the playoff wins they've had in franchise history. Like, how many wins is that, right? They had the Western Conference Finals year, and that was it. Every other year was, like, one and done. It's bad. And what I'm saying is I don't think Joe would do that to Dame. Even as good as – 
Aunt Edwards and Dame could be, which I do think they'd be good together, but, hmm, you know. That's a multi-team trade, by the way, because Minnesota has no draft capital. But. No, and also then you got to find a home for Rudy or Cat. Yeah, right. Oof. Like I said. Probably Cat. Interesting to say the least. We're going to wrap it up there. We're going to keep it under an hour. <sighs> why? Because it's September 4th. That's why. <laughs> good to we, be back, though. We, it is good to be back. It's good to see you, buddy. It's good to talk. Um, I know we don't see each other very much because of our time slots. Yeah, we have that couple. You know what? I will see you on Wednesday. Oh, yes. for the we got to take our photos. Uh, they're not photos. <laughs> oh, sorry. They're promos. That's right. Uh, 15 seconds of a commercial. Hey, sell me your radio show in 15 seconds. Go! Go! I think me and Dirt are really going to have fun with it of just like, we can't do this. So we're just going to go Dirt and Sprague, 6 to 9. I, I think Dusty and I, uh, I've, made, I've made a habit of becoming a habitual line stepper. And I'll see yeah. how many times I can cross a line in 15 seconds. I like that. <laughs> I like that. I can't wait to see you do it. Just hold up like lat longs of where the bodies are buried. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. We will be back weekly until media day. I will be at media day. Regardless of me having a show or not. I will be at media day and not at my show. There is a very strong possibility that I will be in LA opening night. Oh, wow. Look at you. Well, you know, have a little bit of fun with it. Yeah. Other than that, we are going to keep things chill. Uh, Announcements. The kids will be on the show in the next month. Great. By the kids. That's Scoot. That's Chris. That's Ryan. So the kids will be on the show in the next month. All right. So uh, get you guys introduced to them and uh, kind of do what we usually do. Nothing crazy. We're not going to, you know, pepper them with 87 questions, but we'll get you to know them and understand how they think about stuff, how they go about things, and then we'll kind of work away from there. But uh, yeah. we'll do the usual stuff, and then I will drop the Shaden video, and I'm working on a Scoot one, and I'll have them both done before the season. Uh, and I'll drop those as we get into the season. And then we'll start the week leading up to media day. We will lock in for a couple episodes to do uh, player previews. Excuse me. We'll do the same thing we did last year where our over-under kind of uh, 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 expectations for guys heading into the season. Of that, you got anything? No, just uh, tune in Monday through Friday for the radio shows on 1080, the Odyssey app. Um, we missed you guys. It was nice to be back, mm-hmm. and uh, let's not go crazy with our kids getting back into school and our schedules being hectic and football and basketball consuming our lives, and let's hope the next time we've got a trade. Huh? Fingers crossed, baby. Wow, you want to trade in a week? Well, I, yeah. I, yeah. God, you're, so, you're so needy. I'm hoping for the best. I'd like a trade. Needy. I mean, we got football right now. We're carried through. Come on, we got content. Content, content, content. All right. Uh, as always, folks, you can find us on social media at Brandon Sprague, at Danny Morang, at Jack Ramsey. Email the show, jackramsey at gmail.com. As Brandon said, you can find him every morning, 6 to 9, Dirt and Sprague on 10 the Fan. You can find me with my co-host, Dusty Hera, noon to 3, also on 10 the Fan. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. Get back in the swing of things. We are back, baby. Uh, we will catch you guys next week. Take care. Stay safe. And... Uh, Shout out the Pac-12 in their last year. There you go. Yes. Undefeated still. See y'all. Bye.